Hello and welcome to another episode of the Luke and Pete Show. It's episode 4212. I'm Luke Moore and that man there is Pete Donaldson. And how are you, Luke Moore? Still in the Vermont, enjoying the pies and the milk. <laughs> you don't know anything about Vermont, do you? No, I don't. It's, it's, it's the Green Mountain State, Peter. Everything, yeah, but every st- it's like every prefecture in Japan has got a different kind of ramen. Everyone's got something going on. Yeah, all right. You didn't invent yeah. them. <laughs> you just get to yeah, enjoy them. Well, it's <laughs> the Green Mountain State, mate. What can I say? I'm still doing well, thanks. Did you have a nice weekend? Sounds, sounds like a Sonic the Hedgehog level. Um, yeah, no, uh, good. Yeah, all good. Been a solid weekend of just relaxing the hell out because I'd had a busy week and now I get to just chill out. I just, I'd want, you know, what the most perfect thing would be is to just have a nice, quiet December, ease myself into uh, into Christmas. But you know, for a fact, us media types out and about, we ain't going to get a moment's rest, are we? Your popularity is such that you will be invited to every. <laughs> Debutantes ball in town, <laughs> exactly. so there's no chance of you having a quiet time. I and mean, presumably now you've ramped up your um, your association with rappers, and now you're li- actually living with RZA yeah. um, and uh, Snoop Snoop in a Doggy Dog. Snoop, Do- Snoop Doggy Dog stop. Yeah, no, we're uh, yeah we're all in a big house, all in a, in a big Airbnb, um, flouting the uh, no undeclared guests rule, but we don't care because we're punk rock slash rap. And you are going to be the subject of the new um, Flavor of Love series with Flavor Flav, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. Um, Do you remember that? Polish his clock. Yeah, he was. Um, he was he quite rude to women in it. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was quite problematic. And the, yeah. the thing that stands out for me is one of the women who he was living with in the show um, took a shit in the house on the floor. Yeah. So okay. Nice. Look, that's one of the things I remember. Get, keep them. Keep them remembering you. Keep them laughing. I've not taken a shit on the floor in this house yet, though. You'll be pleased to know. Okay. But Thanksgiving was great. Um, my wife's sister was married as well. We had a little wedding up here, which is fantastic. So it's been a lovely time all round, really. Squeaking everything in there. Very enjoyable. I know. What we'll do is we'll have to record another one from up here for Thursday because mm. I'll be travelling in transit on Thursday, so we're going to have to pre-record that one. Cool beans. Planes, trains and automobiles, baby. Um, Exactly. It's a bit like that. Planes, Trains and Automobiles is the best ever Thanksgiving-themed movie, but I can't think of another no. Thanksgiving-themed movie at all. Well, I guess it's one of those... Um, it's one of those kind of uh, Reddit or... Uh, it's kind of those Reddit lists that never make our shows because we have very little concept of it. Thanksgiving films. I can't try to think what we... No, it's always Christmas, isn't it? People got to get back for... Free birds. Yeah, apparently, well, I've just, mm. I've just Googled it now. Um, you've oh, got gosh, mail, is apparently All right. set at Thanksgiving. Adam's family and, values. Um, <laughs> National Lampoon's Holiday Reunion, which is not one of the National Lampoon's one I've seen, although it has got Brian Cranston in it, so that right. might be worth a watch. Paul Blackmore Cop. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that either. No, you should Oh, do. by the way, speaking of that, I watched um, on the flight over here, I, mean, I don't know if this is going to fall on deaf ears, but I'll just I'll run it past you anyway. So I flew over on British Airways, and they've got a new entertainment system on, on board now. Okay. So they've got like loads more movies than you'd expect, because you know, normally you get like, I don't know, like 20 or whatever. Yeah. This has got like absolutely loads. And um, for some reason, uh, I ended up re-watching for the first time in about, I'm going to say 25 years, I ended up re-watching A Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, where his foot goes all big. Have you seen it? I have seen it. I was a big fan of it, and mainly because there was a very underwhelming, big link uh, to Luke and Pete, um, a really bad tie-in video game on the Spectrum. Uh, so I used to play that quite a lot. 
Okay, so the fact that you just said when his foot goes all big, I mean, yeah. I watched it the other day and I literally don't know what you mean. <laughs> his foot goes all big. I can't remember how it happens. Maybe somebody um, attaches a bike uh, pump or something, but his, head, his foot goes really big for some reason. Big foot. No, his head goes really big. No, and he, and the, foot, the bow of the bad guys blows up. I thought it was his foot. It was John no, Carpenter, it's wasn't it? Oh, right, okay. Oh, well, maybe it's It's a John Carpenter movie. Anyway, can I just say, <laughs> I had absolutely no concept of how absolutely bizarre it is as a film. Oh, it's wonderful, isn't it? It's, it's, it's mad. It's absolutely <laughs> mad. It's, like, it's, it's directed... I mean, it's John Carpenter. He's made some amazing movies, mm. as we all know. But like, it is the mind of a maniac has directed this film. <laughs> you, can, you can buy the um, exploding head... Um, on eBay, it's a, it's for sale. iCollector.com. How six, much? Six and a half grand. You know what? That's not. That's not bad. That's not bad. Fair. That's not bad for a, for a collector's item. We all remember, apart from me, when I thought it was a foot. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's John Carmen and like it's like I think we're sort of taken in by the fact that Kurt Russell is in it as like a, an all action, uh, you know, an all action man kind of guy. Um, but in reality, it's actually a bit. In reality, it's just a bit mad. I think we're expecting this well, yeah, in New mean, York. It, Kurt Russell is very watchable in it. He's, just, he's like a proper film star, mm. Kurt Russell. He's just really, really watchable in it. Kim Cattrall is just bizarrely bad in it. Like, <laughs> and it's also really reductive as well. Like, it's, it's a real kind of um, anachronistic kind of female lead role where all she cares about is just trying to get Kurt Russell. It's bad. <laughs> and then, and I was reading around it after I watched it because it's just so weird. You know? I mean, part of the reason it's so sort of compelling is because you just don't know where it's going to go next if you mm-hmm. can't really remember it. And obviously it relies on some very problematic kind of Chinese stereotypes as well. Yeah. Um, but I was reading around it, apparently the guy who wrote it originally wrote it as a Western set in the late 19th century. Nice. And the, and the studio said, no, 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 you've got to modernise this, it's not going to work. So he ended up re- reworking it to be set in Chinatown, San Francisco in like the 1980s instead of the 1880s. Mm. But apparently John Carpenter... Um, had a long-held passion to make a martial arts movie, and that's why he signed on to make it. Right. And then off the back of it, he said, yeah, I ain't doing any more Hollywood films. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just turned into an absolute mess. And obviously it was a commercial kind of flop at the time. But it was one of those movies where, and I, I don't know if you know what I mean when I say this, but you don't really get many movies like this, where it's, you know it's bad, and objectively you can see that this is p- preposterous, but mm. at the same time... It's still really watchable. Like the special effects are dreadful, the acting's bad, but it's still really, really watchable. Yeah, and and you can't sort of look away. But then also, I can I can never start those films. But if it's on and someone happens to be watching it, I'm very uh, much of the opinion that that's a lot easier to do. I can't sort of sit down knowing I'm going to sit down for two hours and watch a terrible, bloody film, uh, knowing full well it's going to be terrible. Actually, speaking of uh, bad films, um, I watched. I went to the cinema to see Last Christmas. The uh, oh, with Amelia Clark. With Amelia Clark. She well, she was on. She was in the film. She didn't come with me, but she. Her, she. Uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. an interesting uh, piece of strange cinema. It's just all over the place, really. Yeah, the director is a guy who's done um, a load of good mm. comedy. Isn't it the guy who made Bridesmaids? Yeah, yeah, Paul yeah. Paul Feig? Yeah. Is it a bad movie then, is it? It is a bad movie, but I, I think... 
you know, I'm very right on. I'm very sort of pro doing the right thing as much as I can, even how, even yeah, though that tedious. makes me, yeah, it's tedious and it, it makes me sound incredibly wet. Um, and people have got me on Twitter a lot this year for some reason. Yeah, but I get, I get, I get told off for being a gammon and being a centrist dad right. just because I'm not as mental as you are. So are we all, we've all got a cross to bear, mate. I, ju- I, just, I just know I look better in 60 years' time, uh, if not physically. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. um, but I watch them, and, and, and there are, there's two um, fairly prominent um, Asian actors in, in it, um, Malaysian in, in this case, but they've rebranded one as Chinese, uh, which is weird. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, the, 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 the story was very schmaltzy, and quite basic at times, and um, and it was about ghosts and and, and stuff like that. Sorry to, uh, that's probably a bit of a spoiler, but it's about like the supernatural and stuff, and 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 Christmas, and it was very sugary and saccharine, um, and and with two very prominent, um, chi- presumably Chinese characters, and I was like, this has got to be like just a massive. Um, a massive pull for Chinese cash and I, I looked on the Wikipedia and one of the big exec producing uh, companies in the film is Chinese so it doesn't matter we're all sort of like losing our minds that this film is an absolute piece of shit and everyone hates it but in reality it'll go down very well uh, else, elsewhere it'll go down very well in China so, so, so it's, it's made almost exclusively for a Chinese audience pretty much and I reckon they, they probably filmed a few more um, a few more um, scenes with the with the um, purported to be a Chinese character. So I was like, oh, that's, that's fascinating. So I think we'll see a lot yeah, so more I don't of know that. if people know that you, that, that, you, I mean, you say that, but I don't know if people know that, that that's what goes on in like those big blockbuster mm. movies. They recut them for Chinese audiences with yeah. Chinese characters in them and do a separate release. Well, and, and the Chinese characters always have to be intelligent. They always have to bring something more to the um, piece than the, than the than the Western actors. Um, and it's kind of what happens in this one to a certain extent. The, 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 the 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 main lead was from that um, is it uh, filthy rich Asians or something? What was that film that came out a yeah. while ago? Yeah, um, who's and he's excellent and like just unbelievably good looking. And and there's another uh, character who plays the uh, Emilia Emilia Clarke's boss. And I was like, this is interesting. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that as we go. And you know, at the end of the day, you get more interesting, more diverse voices. Well, so, but in- Pete, to be absolutely clear, like, so what you're saying is then, so if they go and make a Transformers movie, so Michael Bay goes to make a Transformers movie, yeah. he makes the movie, and then they shoot a load of scenes with Chinese actors in, which they then re-edit later to put in there, so it's a compl- almost a completely mm. different film, but yeah. with the same branding, effectively, for a Chinese audience. Yeah, with with extra little um, added added scenes crazy. With, where the Chinese characters are more intelligent than the Western characters, and that's a stipulation from the from from the actual um, the communist government as well. So yeah, I think we're going to see a bit more of that in the future. Can I just say, going back to Big Trouble in Little China, if I was the guy who put the money up for this movie, which apparently was twenty five million dollars, mm. and I saw what some of the special effects are like, <laughs> I'd be saying. Right, what have you spent the money on there? <laughs> because you're not spending it on that fucking weird cuddles the monkey type fucking bad monster, and you've not spent it on that exploding hair because that looks like it took about five minutes. So what have you spent the money on? <laughs> cocaine. It's, the- it's going to be <laughs> cocaine, isn't it? I believe the answer may be cocaine, yeah. but I'd like to know. <laughs> it's absolutely baffling, mate. It's baffling. And then the other, and then what I had to do then is to try and cleanse my um, cleanse my palate is I immediately then put on uh, Predator. Nice, okay. So so you got through Big Trouble in Little China and Predator on a transatlantic <laughs> voyage. Do you know what I thought? And I thought to myself, right, so 
as people probably or some people may know because we've made a bit of a song and dance about it you can listen to football ramble episodes on the plane yeah. on british airways flights mm. right and i thought i thought to myself earlier but i knew i was going to talk to you about this i thought what's the worst look possible if someone got onto a plane and recognized me as the guy from the football ramble well the worst look possible would be me listening to the football ramble wouldn't it yeah but if I go away now and ask myself, am I happy that someone's walked past my screen on the plane and seen that I'm first of all watching Big Trouble in Little China and then Predator <laughs> while, while eating like while drinking a beer and eating snacks? Yeah. What are they going to think of me? Mate, you know? I think I think that's but, what, definitely more my brand. I would say definitely more my brand. That. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose in a way I'd be quite proud if someone said, oh yeah, I saw Luke from the football round on the plane and he was watching Predator. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite happy with that. But I tell you what, the thing about Predator is. Like, if I said this about Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little China, and I know we've got a bit 80s movie here, I didn't plan to do this, but whatever. Um, with Predator, mate, and if you ever get, if you get five minutes, go back and, I don't know, just watch the trailer of Predator or something. Again, preposterous movie, but brilliantly watchable. So well done. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger looks so good in it. Mm. Like, he just looks amazing. He's, 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 he's primo, like he? Oh, mate, he's like he's, he's like he's quarried out of marble yeah and he, okay like it's, it's it's never really explained why like a top CIA operative can't actually speak English properly <laughs> and why he's clear so obviously Austrian but mm. that's kind of glossed over but he just looks amazing do you reckon he was like in between takes he just had like um, some dumbbells and he was just you know working them to look absolute yeah, primo yeah I think dumbbells is dumbbells is one word for it <laughs> I think there was certainly something going on put it hey. that way but you can't I don't want to uh, I don't want to besmirch the good man's reputation no. but it's a, it's, it's a great movie it is a great <laughs> movie and it's one of those ones where it's simultaneously dated but hasn't dated you know because it's, it looks min, it looks mental <laughs> but at the same time it's still so good to watch no wonder if that's just because I watched it when I was like an impressionable kid yeah can I can I shock anyway, you again after, after after my uh, after my admission that I'd never seen the Matrix? I don't think I've seen that film either, to be honest. The old, what, Predator? Uh, the old Predator, terrible, isn't it? Ah, oh, it's classic, oh, mate. Yeah. It's, it's, you've got to go and watch it. It's classic. Yeah. It's just so. I'm good. wasting my time with video games. I tell you honestly. I'll tell you why you would like it, Pete, because it's got one of the main people in it is big uh, Jesse Ventura. Oh, cool. I like Jesse. Yeah, he plays um, he plays another maniac. special ops guy. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's because it's halfway all through all the WrestleManias in the eighties. He just spent all of his time going, "Well, I'm from Hollywood," and he just kept on talking about how the fact that uh, Hollywood is my town, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's such a great tradition of like wrestling stars going across <laughs> to to be in movies. It's brilliant. There's um, is it uh, it's it's like an SNL character uh, called Mac, uh, MacGyver or MacGuffin MacGruber. McGruber, uh, and there was a film made of it, and there's about five WWE stars in it, and they all die within the first five minutes. It's very funny. Big Shaw's in there. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, you'd be loving it. I mean, if you, if essentially, you, you're in the entertainment industry, aren't you, really? I mean, if you're a kid, you think that it's all real, but ultimately, it's just in the entertainment industry. So the tr the crossover skills are very, very, uh, very, very easy to, to see how, how it works both ways. Well, they say that uh, apparently, um, what's his name? Uh, CM Punk. Uh, I've I've seen the trailer for his new film and he looks like a pretty capable actor to me. I mean, I'm no expert, but wow. Well, the Rock's done well. I mean, the Rock's obviously the Rock is not a good actor, but he's obviously a brilliant film star. And yeah. there are there is definitely two types of actor. There's like the proper actor with the acting chops. Yeah. Because I was sat opposite um, I was sat opposite Simon Callow on the train the other day. Did I tell you that? No. It's absolutely. Um, you know who Simon Callow is yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I was sat opposite him on the train. He's got on the train. He sat on the, across the table from me. And he's clearly in some kind of Christmas review type theatre production near where I live or something because he had the programme and the, um, the script out and he was going through it on the train. Mm. And he was kind of mouthing the words. And it was quite weird to watch. Did you, yeah, to see an actor kind you, of... Because you know that like actors have got absolutely... They've got that... Go on. Yeah, just like the, 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 an actor um, pying words into their brain so that later on they're going to regurgitate it in a spectacular and incredible fashion. And you're seeing the genesis of some of these... Well, they're also not self-conscious, are they? No. They're not self-conscious, so they, they don't care. So no. that's why it was just weird, because he, he wasn't embarrassed or anything, he was just doing it. It was quite... It was quite and then at the end, um, he pulled out a little freedom pass, which I thought was really cute. Oh, that's adorable. Like look, a little, like little pensioner's rail card. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, listen, let's, um, let's get away from this um, acting and movie... I'm going to say masterclass and uh, have a little break. And then when we come back, we'll do some more of our lovely listeners' uh, very entertaining emails. All right, welcome back to the Luke and Pete Show. It is email time. Hello at lukeandpeteshow.com to get in touch. Um, Peter, why don't you start this week uh, with an email? I'm going to start with a quick one from Sean Hardy. Hello, Sean. Hi, guys. Sean from Whitley Bay again. Just listen to the latest episode. Just a quick note to say a pine martin is a mustelid, not a rodent. It's the same family as ferrets, weasels and badgers, etc. Cheers! <laughs> I've never heard of a mustelid no. before. No, I'm enjoying it, though. So it must include, did he say it includes otters in there? Uh, no, just ferrets, weasels and badgers. But it must include otters then, though. It must do. Well, shall, yeah, shall, that I sounds in, shall I type in otter again? That's when we're... That's when <laughs> that, Pete, isn't there, a, isn't there a gay subculture called otters? Yeah, I forget. I can't keep up. I mean, I, I live on the street to try and pick up the news, but I just, you know, pick up the, the latest trends, but I just can't really, can't really figure it out. Yeah. Mm. I think I think an otter. Apparently, an otter is a man who is hairy but thin. <laughs> so hang on. So you go. You automatically go from bear, a big fat hairy man, to a thin otter. How does that work? Because otter would suggest that you're just wet all the time, wouldn't it? Sleek. Very sleek. sleek. <laughs> Otters are yeah, mammals I'm, I'm gonna... in the subfamily Lutranae. Lutranae. So, so apparently there are lots of different types. This is a real education for me. Mm. So I found this website which tells you all the different ones. So an otter is thin or athletic but very hairy, can be of any age. And um, so this is great, this website. It's got um, type, build, hair, age, example, celebrity. Oh, nice. And then notes. Who's, then the, ex- notes. who's the example celebrity for otter then? Scott Kahn. Who the hell is Scott Kahn? Scott I don't know, Kahn. should I have a look? Uh, oh, he's um, he's a, he's the one of the main guys in Hawaii Five O. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so here's another one. So for example, a cub. Yeah. Right. That's like a baby. Is like baby bear, isn't it? Like a young. Yeah, young right. or younger looking hairy bear. Right. Um, and you get a sugar cub and a muscle cub. Right. As a subtype, and the example celebrity there is Jack Black. <laughs> sugar cub. Well, he's surely old enough now to. He started doing video game streaming quite a lot, weirdly. It's a nice little project for a man to get into <laughs> yeah. in later in life. Let's hope for Do us Do you want all. another one? Yeah, go on. Um, what about uh, a bull? A bull is super built, can be hairy, okay, can be of any age, but I guess it's just a real big muscular guy. Mm. And the example celebrity there is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay, I'd have that. Yeah, fair dues. Um... What is that again? A bear? No, wait, hang on. 
A bull. A bull. Right, okay. Yeah. Shiny yeah. head. And I'll finish off with this one. Um, a twink. Can you guess what a twink is? Yeah, a twink's just a young, young, good, kind of guys that you um, you usually manage to find on a night out with the ramble. What What does that what mean? What does that mean? You always chat up younger men. It's weird. I like it. Is it you jealous because you, you, you used to be that I used to be man. that younger man. I adore. <laughs> you always seem to find like some very, some very sort of like, um, some very angelic looking, an angelic looking sort of cherubic kind of boy, isn't it? Yeah, well, the, yeah. the example here is for a twink is Justin Bieber. Fair dues. Fair do- He's changed his shoes. Anyway, what are we talking now. about? I can't remember. We're talking about Master Liz. Well, Master Liz. So, yeah, yeah. that's that chat that, um, what's the name of the email? Dean? Mm, yeah. The email, the, the email that's come from is from when we were talking about um, his dark materials and what type of animal your demon would be. Oh, that's right, yes. I we said, I think I said rodent. Um, what about this from Jake, who says, um, Luke, um, I was eternally yelling, yes, yes, he fucking gets it. He's saying what needed to be said the other day when I listened to your show and you were talking about MasterChef, the professionals. Mm. It's the best and the drama and tension um, makes for the most compelling television on air at the moment. Um, one question for Luke, though. Are you a Marcus Waring or a Michelle Rue man? Love the show. Cheers, Jake. I would have to say I'm more of a Michelle Rue man, but I do like Marcus as well. And my wife absolutely loves Marcus Waring. Right, OK. Marcus Waring. Now, is that the one who says buttery biscuit base? I like the base, 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 I like the buttery biscuit base. That's Greg Wallace, right. Peter. Right, sorry. Marcus Think Waring. Think of the opposite person to Greg Wallace <laughs> and you've got Marcus Waring. <laughs> Marcus Waring, an English celebrity say, chef who is currently um, the chef at the one Michelin star restaurant. Marcus, Marcus, oh. where's Marcus? Where's Marcus? And um, you know, saying the the um, I would I would stick my neck out here and say, would you say we're living in a golden age of TV at the moment? Um, yeah, I don't get to see enough of it, quite frankly. But we probably are, aren't we? Yeah, I, I would that. say I would say the skills test on MasterChef the professionals is the most compelling part of any kind of factual TV show mm. this century. Right, what is, what exactly is the skewer test? Do you just, is it just like when no, you... No, skills test. The what? The skills, the skills test, oh, the not skills the skewer test. test. These are the skewers. I thought it was like you had to put the no. skewer into the chicken and see if the blood comes out. No, what happens is the chef comes in and he's like a professional chef and the first thing he has to do, so he doesn't know what's going to be in, in, in ahead of time, so it's like a blind thing. Mm. He comes in, and either Marcus or Monica, who's one of the other presenters, give them a test thing to do in like a time frame. Right, okay, yeah. So, it, so, so it'll be like, right, um, there's a monkfish there. Mm. I want you to fill it that, cook it, and serve it with a certain sauce and a green salad, and you've got 15 minutes, off you go. Right, okay, I see. And they're all watching them and they ask them questions about stuff while they're doing it. And of course, for these chefs, doing it in front of like Marcus Waring, who's one of the finest chefs in the country, it's like a massive deal. So you get to see like, you get really get to see the fibre and the kind of bravery and the chops of the people who've entered the competition. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. You should watch it. It's really, really good. <laughs> I, um, I like, um, oh, did you read that um, 
Uh, Jiro, you know the Jiro Dreams of Sushi um, uh, film you quite like, the documentary about that? Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. A sushi chef. He, um, they've lo- he's lost his um, Michelin stars because he what? has... Yeah, because he no longer accepts public reservations. To get a table, you need to be a regular, have special <coughs> connections, or go through a top hotel. Uh, and because it could only wow. take 10 guests at a time, the, um, they've basically went sod off, which I think is a win for the, the common man. A win for a person who just wants yeah. a bit of sush. On the other hand, Jiro Ono, who's the guy who it's about, because he had three stars, even though it was just a place in like a subway station. Mm, yeah. Um, he's, no, he's 94. <laughs> he's 94 years old. He'll not get it back. <laughs> That's crazy. He had three stars, Pete, I think. Yeah. I d- he doesn't even know a website. Unbelievable. Yeah. His Ginza mates. Apparently it's not affected his... It's not a, it's not affected his um, his business. Have you eaten there? Have you eaten there? I thought I had. You know, I, I was giving it the big lick saying I, I had eaten there, but I hadn't. I think I just had a bit of sushi in a in a, in a um, subway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you think it just it just applies to any subway no, station I think, sushi? I think I'd eaten in his son's branch. I think which does have two stars. So I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's still decent. But, was it good? Yeah, it was excellent. But I mean, I had a good one. Yeah, because you know that Sakana Tay in Mayfair. That, that's that's a good one. Sakana Tay, which is fish top or fish something. Mm. Fish shopper. Well, apparently, I mean, I'm just reading the Vice article about Giro now, mm. and um, apparently, it's so hard to get a table there now. Vice recommends you find a Japanese speaker to make the phone reservation on your behalf. Yeah, because otherwise, you ain't going to get and in. And it's Pete. It's it's, th- it's, it's three hundred and sixty dollars a head. That's not. That's really not expensive for like good, like excellent sushi, is it? Like really? Yeah, I spent, we're out of I touch spent, with our listeners. We keep talking like this, Pete. <laughs> I spent over a hundred quid a head on on some sushi last week. I think it was over hundred quid. I, I blacked out after the third sake. I'm a wild man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get so pissed on the uh, wine before you went in there? You bloody, can remember anyway. Bloody love sake. It's delicious. Lovely warm sake on a on a cold day. Fantastic. Great company. Great food. Lovely old job. Let's squeeze one more email in before we go. This is from Liam. This is one for you, Pete, so I'll read it to you, I guess, in the form of a question. Um, It says, all right, fellas, there's no messing about from me. I'm getting straight to the point. One of your rival football podcasts are doing a live show in Leeds on the 20th of December, and the presenter seemed stunned and nonplussed when someone emailed in to wish them good luck for doing a live show on an evening on Mad Friday, or what's known as Mad Friday Mm. in Leeds. Here in Middlesbrough, the last Friday before Christmas is actually known as Black Eye Friday. And before um, I heard this section of this particular podcast, I'd never even considered this isn't actually a nationally accepted term. So, Pete, with you being from the neck of the woods, are you familiar with Black Eye Friday? I am, and yeah. Luke, have you ever heard this term before? Well, Black Eye Friday is just, it's usually, it's Black Eye Friday, yeah, the, the Friday before Christmas, but also um, back but holidays. Why? Because people pretty, fight all the time. Because he's just getting pissed and having a fight. But the way it's said is like, oh, because it's so close to Christmas, we're just much more likely to want to fight each other. <laughs> yeah, it's a stressful time. It's a stressful time of the year. Yeah. yeah. We, I've never heard of it. We used to get a thing down in Portsmouth called Millionaire's Weekend. Have you heard of that? No. Is, do you all eat shortbread and just hang out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone just eats shortbread and um, out of those little Marks and Spencer's tub. Yeah, love it. Oh, I love those. They're brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah, they're good. No, no, the reason it's called that is because it's normally the first weekend after payday where everyone goes out and spends all their money. Right, okay. So it's really busy in all the bars. (laughs) I understand. That makes sense. Hmm. Did you get involved in any... Black Eye Friday, we don't have that down in Portsmouth. Did did you get involved in Cyber Monday? Because obviously you would have touched down pretty much around the same time, wouldn't you? Or or Black Friday even? 
Black Friday is a big one, yeah. Exactly. Of course, because the good thing about being up in up in Vermont, where no one really lives, is that they still get into the spirit of it, but the shops aren't busy. Right. So you can pick up a few bargains, mate. You smash in, start I'm wrestling I'm not, I'm not, a, a massive Samsung off somebody, beating the shit out of an old lady. Yeah. All that, all that care. Yeah. Mm. I might um I might um bring you back a present if you if you're lucky if you behave if yourself if, if I behave myself if I'm very good lovely old job if you're a good boy um, yeah man um, all right let's get out of here Peter all right darling well we'll speak let's to do this. each other very soon and we'll speak to the listeners almost more importantly very soon too on the next yeah. Luke and Peter show on, on the, we'll speak to them on Thursday thanks very much for listening hello at lukeandpeter.com to get in touch don't forget we still want your Christmas party stories yes don't make them up don't do the ones you find off snopes.com <laughs> do like proper ones that have actually happened to you I'll go as far as to say Pete I don't know if you agree about this I'd rather they be a little bit more boring as long as they're true yeah um, hugely and we'll and we'll spin we'll spin that wheat into gold don't worry about that listeners and uh, we'll um, we'll speak to you again soon. But do do leave us a review on uh, on Apple Podcasts. Let us know that you love the show. Help us uh, help us on help us on our way. And we'll speak to you again on Thursday. Have a great week. Bye bye. Stakhanov Production.